This episode is brought to you in collaboration with Go With Yammo. Go With Yammo is an art exhibition app which helps you to find the exhibitions, art fairs and art events happening all around you. The app displays exhibitions based on your location, so the one closest to you will be at the top of the list, but if you're planning a trip, you can of course change your location to a different city. What makes the app really fun is that whenever you are at an exhibition, you can check in and earn points, which can then be used to redeem prizes from the in-app store, such as prints, exhibition tickets, books and more. Go With Yamo also create custom virtual exhibitions for galleries and artists. You can find all of these on their website, along with some great blog content, including artist interviews, exhibition recommendations, quizzes and reviews. The app is free to download from the App Store and the Google Play Store, so make sure you check it out and visit their website, www.gowithyamo.com. That's www.g-o-w-i-t-h-y-a-m-o.com. Hello and welcome to Art on a Podcast, the podcast created by Art on a Postcard. This is the final episode of this series of the Winter Auction Artists and as such today we have something a little different. Firstly, I would like to apologise for my very bunged up sounding voice. I have um, the cold that everyone else seems to have caught this month as well. Um, But other than that, I'm all good and I'm very excited to bring this episode to you today. So, Yes, we thought we might be, um, we might wrap up a little differently and a nice way to sort of round it all up and um, and discuss the winter auction would be by bringing the whole Art on a Postcard team on to discuss some of the pieces that stand out to us most in the auction. It was really, really hard to shorten it down, even just for the purposes of this podcast. Um, you know, we could have spoken about hundreds more um and yeah we would have loved four more hours to point out each one um but we didn't have time so we just kind of went for the ones that instinctively we'd like to chat about um that stand out if if for a particular reason so for those that don't know we're an incredibly small team there are four of us so there's Gemma Pepe founder and director of Art on a Postcard uh who has worked at the Hepatitis C Trust for some years Digital marketing and commercial coordinator Sandra Di Giorgi and office and auction coordinator Nancy Sharp. So it's us four in the podcast. We take it in turns, we reel off three of our faves, say why we like them, have a bit of a chat. So remember that all the works discussed in the episode can be found at artonapostcard.com where you will also find links that take you to the right place to put a bid on. So the auction lots will close in intervals of 100 every 30 minutes on the 25th of November 2021. Enjoy the episode. start off the podcast by saying that um this this setup of us meeting on zoom is 
quite a um, one that we're very much accustomed to. So it's not even weird for us to talk over Zoom, is it, at all? Um, um, And uh, I was going to ask, how have Sandra and Nancy as new art on a postcard is, have you been finding it? Da, 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 da. exciting mm-hmm. it's been exciting it's been really exciting to have the auction open this morning um and see all the uh first bids coming in and seeing what does well because it's just you just really hard to predict what people are going to go for initially so it's quite it's been quite fun to see what's what people have been bidding on yeah no this is the first big auction that we've both been a part of and it's been so exciting to see the whole process from beginning to end it's really excited about what's going to come next and yeah, exactly. how the course of the auction is going to go and it's been it's been really nice to be in the office as well be able to settle in in the office and mm-hmm. the fact that we're a small team is also quite nice can chat and meet up and all that yeah. so I think it's so nice that you guys both kind of have this because you both come in at the similar times so it's yeah. quite nice you have this like little buddy along the ride with you so you get to kind of learn together like kind of how it all works because it's such a lengthy process like Gemma from from research to actually this stage where it's all up and running how many months is it usually? Six I suppose I start I'm always working ahead an auction ahead so I started working on this one in maybe June or July. Remember we're talking about May. It's yeah, I start working on it and yeah May, May, May because yeah it's uh, I start straight as soon as the women's is over so actually earlier sorry I keep going so it actually uh, it'll be April yeah that I start in genuinely working on it as soon as the women's is over yeah so Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. yeah it's great and then so now obviously today's the first day of the auction Mm -hmm. it's going to be uh exciting to see how this one does where do you think it'll sort of rank in the auction <laughs> I think it's a really really good one you know also what I was thinking this morning is you you all I always there's always little gems that are hidden even kind of I find these people and because I literally I find about 750 artists uh, a year to do this I mean obviously some of them are returning but um then I find people that I'm very very excited about I kind of forget about them and then the auction starts and like this morning, for example, David Humphrey has just gone whoosh. <laughs> and, and I was thinking, God, yeah, David Humphrey. So even I can find myself concentrating on, like, say this morning, I'm looking at Hervin Anderson, I'm looking at my dad, I'm looking at, you know, uh, a lot of different people. But then suddenly there's like David Humphrey reminds me that he's there. And I think, yeah, of course, him, I'm brilliant. You know, so um, it's always, I always really like the first day. It's good. Yeah. Yeah, that's really cool, because I guess, you know, because it's always a mix of emerging and established artists, it's sort of like some people just, like you said, in the kind of madness of it all, like in the build up can sort of go slightly under under your own personal radar. Yeah. Kind of, you know. But, but sorry, I didn't even answer your question. I think this one's going to be very good. It's it's a large auction mm-hmm. and it, it the standard is so high. Mm-hmm. It's so good. And there's so many just really it's so so diverse and so many very very good interesting artists mm-hmm. I think it's going to financially be extremely successful it already it's successful in itself mm. and it's just how it looks and you know we, we haven't had the private view yet either yeah so, definitely yeah it's like probably worth mentioning that we have our um our whatsapp group our art and postcard whatsapp group and 
every time you know a stack of cards comes in it's literally like look at this one look at this one and we all kind of go crazy <laughs> looking at all of them mm -hmm. um so, which I think is a really nice thing to be able to do um, and share that with each other um but also now I think we'll do that on a more sort of um concentrated level we've picked we've selected I wouldn't want to say top three but I suppose three postcards that like immediately sort of jump out at us and arrest us um so who would like to kick off uh, talking us through their top three <laughs> me should I, should I kick yeah. off all right so um I, like you said it's not I couldn't really say it's my top three but it's like three I want to talk about because yeah. I, I just don't have a top three because I just love I love them Oh, there's so many. So I'm going to go, right. So I'm going to talk about my dad, first of all. Okay. And I have to go, I have to, it's not out of, you know, familiar um, duty. It's I'm doing it because I really do love this. Yeah. It's his, uh, he's done, it's lot 291, my father's Mark Pepe. And it's a detail of Ongres, uh, 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 portrait of Madame Frédéric Rezé. And it's just like, it's, it's gorgeous. It's such a good copy. He really enjoys doing these. I mean, he's a figurative painter. He's not a portrait painter, but he does do a lot of portraits. And, uh, you know, it's, it's weirdly, she's got quite similar eyes to some of my family. She's got a totally different nose and shape of face, but like sort of those big eyes. And, but anyway, she's, she's, just everything about it you could you can look into her eyes and just and keep on and on and on looking and you it's you know every it's really such an excellent copy I think you know he really enjoys taking on these um old masters and um you know he 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 does it for a bit of fun for for art and a postcard he started doing it I think back with the first one he did a Cezanne he, he did uh, he did no he did a Monet's portrait of Cezanne Mm, yeah yeah mm. and um I and you know I was saying to the girls yesterday that my father he's 87 and a lot of modern art passes him by because he was at the Slade and um at the Slade he was taught by um well Coldstream but Co so the way Coldstream taught his students they, at the Slade in those days it was they were draftsmen before they were painters they had to master drawing and that's something that, you know, he would say, and probably he's right, it's been a bit lost. Um, and, um, you know, he, so the Coldstream measured out everything, the proportions of everything, you know, that old sort of like cliche of seeing an artist with their thumb out, that must have come from Coldstream. Mm -hmm. But, um, and, uh, you know, if you look at Ewan Hugo's paintings, you can really see it taken to the next level. I mean, he's actually probably a better painter than... Than, than Coldstream. So, you know, my father, as well as being a fantastic painter, is just such a good draftsman. And, and you know, everything comes together in this portrait. And I know it's a, it's a copy, but you'd have to be like fairly adept to be able to take it on. And mm. I just, yeah, I feel that the person that gets that is getting, uh, I know, you know, like I say, it's a copy, but it's a painting. It's an original painting in itself. And um, mm -hmm. it's beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. Um, with your dad's portraits over the years as well like I feel like this is you know a real gem of one of them and he always I think one of the loveliest things about your dad's portraits is like how sort of I know as you said it is a copy but there's also, also obviously that through line with all of them that I think you know 
the relationship between like the background, like the backdrop and the and the portrait and the person in the portrait, and also how they're illuminated as well. She's lit so beautifully in this mm. in this painting. Yeah, it's uh, it's um it's got bids on already straight away in the first hour. No, no, no one I know. I don't know. I, but I should imagine my family would be bidding on it because unfortunately, you know, he's been ill, so he's only got the one in this year. He normally has four. So um, let's go on to my next one. Yeah. What's your next? Who should one? I do? Should I do? Okay, I'll do Shaquille. White. So I was so excited to come across Shaquille and I can't remember where I did at all now because like I say I do all this research and I just can't remember where I came across him but he is a very he's a fascinating uh, painter and he's actually I watched the film you made about him this morning mm. and um, well I find his paintings very odd the masks and you know the uh, the just the sort of groups of people, and I I like the way he said that he didn't really know what the masks were about. That he's still figuring himself out, and that's so true. That in his twenties, why would he have all this figured? Why mm. would he? You know, he he um, he he's, he said, well, the masks they mean something. I'm still sort of like getting to grips with what they mean. And I thought that that was such a kind of valid and honest way to. Um, mm you know to, to look at his painting but also it's like what the hell is going on here sorry I, this is lot number four six four nine six yeah didn't, make, didn't make, make it in time it's yeah. like what didn't he make in time is he dead or is he you know I don't I don't know or is he is he sleeping it's a hot summer's day and he's on grass and he's topless and he's got this thing that you know youths do with the boxer shorts and the you know the trousers going underneath the uh, you know up his underwear above it anyway and um it's just it's a really mysterious yeah. and it asks a lot of questions and it's very very well drawn that's a good arm and a good back yeah you know it's good yeah. and uh yeah I just I'm very very excited by him and I'm very excited that he's not only just you know done these four cards but he's um doing uh that he's he's done the film with you as well so he's yeah. he's definitely someone that that I've been yeah yeah he's, about. he's very um instinctive as well with the way that he um makes his work so he just you know really freehand draws these things like just with a sort of energy to him and that comes out the energy comes out in it but also like you say everything's very well proportioned and you know he's got that technical skill there as well which is just brilliant um, sorry can I ask you something you say he, so he does it free freehand He's not sort of got any reference there or anything. No, so he literally does most of them. Sometimes he'll go from an image. If they're like his friends in the thing, then he'll obviously use his friends and photographs his friends. But um, like when I was there, he was just sort of taking to his canvas with oil pastels. And he said with the um, these postcards that he just sat down with four cards and just gave himself a few hours and just kind of like instinctively went at them. So... um. I think it's really impressive. A really impressive way of working. Yeah, he's great. Yeah, and sorry, um, I had my email on. I've turned it off now. That's okay. Yeah. Um, and then finally, your third, Gemma. Yeah, Naomi Conan. Oh, she's just brilliant. I, I really like another sort of young emerging one that I'm very excited about. Um, and uh, she actually she had a huge um, painting in the in the summer show that um I went to see anyway um I like right what do I like about this I like the attitude of this girl I like the way she's turning with her hand on her hip 
And I like the colours. I like the fact that she's bright pink. I like that pink a lot. And I like it sort of the, 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 against that particular blue. You know, I find this colour scheme very, very pleasing. And just, you know, it, I find it she's contemporary and she looks really sassy and she's got a fag hanging out of her mouth and, you know, these glasses on. And, and then when I read a bit about Naomi I, and I realised that she's Polish. I just thought, oh yeah, I've connected on that because I'm Polish and I'm half Polish. And I and my mother's Polish. And I and I connect on that level too. And I do think that like as a pole, we're always ready to fight. We're always ready for a fight. Always. We're <laughs> like, you know, just like <laughs> yeah. Just <laughs> at the drop of a pin, hat or pin or whatever the things the thing is at the drop of a you know whatever that saying is and she's someone that you wouldn't mess with and again it's well drawn really really well drawn uh the shape the movement you know it's yeah. uh yeah I love what she um writes her statement about her postcards um I asked the outcast forest forest spirits and water sprites to lend a hand and they made time to show up and support a good cause <laughs> she's kind of boldly elusive which I really like um, great isn't she yeah she's very yeah. um yeah. great exciting what a great sort of collection of three very different um paintings yeah. that kind of exemplify the sort of vibrancy and diversity that we have in the in the um exhibition as a whole yeah um, yeah yeah can I just say one more thing about the 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 this this particular auction what I felt about it was it's really um quirky there's a lot of quirkiness in it and a lot of kind of you know off the wall stuff and you know yeah. not stuff that you wouldn't expect and and I just thought oh that's so telling and so perfect for the uh hepatitis c trust 20th anniversary because that there's hepatitis c trust like that it's quirky and it's strange and it punches above its weight and it's mm. like do you know what I mean and it's got like chaotic but somehow it all works and mm. you know yeah I just thought oh that's really that's really fitting yeah definitely yeah that's really cool mm. um, I didn't mean strange actually it's not strange I didn't really mean that word but anyway I know what you mean sort of yeah. um, like with an eccentric kind of eccentric that's better than strange <laughs> <laughs> um, bunch of weirdos um yeah. so Sandra and um, Nancy who would like to go through their top three oh well that one's yeah. mine so I'll oh, go yeah, yeah. <laughs> So this has been my favourite ever since it came in. So it's lot 184 um, by Jack Tierney and it's called Sad Dog. Um, and I just love it. <laughs> I don't know why. Um, I love the colours um, and my interest in what attracts me in art is sort of um, goes to what I'd put on my wall and what would make me happy and, um, and colours um, and those sorts of things. So I think especially as, you know, it's getting a bit colder and darker outside, um, just like warm cozy things and this is the epitome of warm and cozy to me um I just think it's really cute um and uh yeah I really like it um Jack is also I'm also very Jack has a studio down in Cornwall where he works um and I'm really jealous about that because mm -hmm. I um have done art now and then I'm no way good enough to be doing it professionally but I just imagine you know being an artist living in Cornwall must be really lovely yeah definitely that's also nice <laughs> yeah I think it's really cool that it's it's obviously those kitsch like 70s dogs that you would see but it's like done in this really naive way like they're usually done in a really sort of gaudy I guess 80s way or whatever like sort of with lots of gold and here it is just sort of like you know is it oh it's acrylic on on paper 
which I think is really nice. Does anyone know what JET? It, written at the bottom of the of the postcard is JET, J-E-T. Instagram handle, which is JET underscore painter. So I think it's yeah. his little sign off. Yeah. Got He's you. Really- he was a graffiti artist as well. Um, so maybe that maybe that was his uh his tag name. Yeah. <laughs> Brilliant. Yeah, fab. Nancy, your second. Yes, so my second is Lot 285 by Rachel Megawatt, and it's just called Polaroid. Um, and I really like this one. It's um it's very simple and it's very different from the other one that I've chosen. Um, but when Rachel dropped this off in the office, I just stared at it for about half an hour when it first came in because it's so um deep and like the colors are amazing um and i since have just looked i spend lots of time just looking at all her other polaroids that she does um because it's really delicate i think the way the flower is so central and it's just sort of pure in a way um mm. got this amazing color they all look like they're sort of glowing um and yeah i just think that it, they're really really beautiful in a way that just makes me go wow yeah, I love that. It's sort of like an instinctive response, isn't it? They're, they're very sort of, they always, I think because like Polaroids, you know, they make you think of like retro photography. And I just feel like there's always something a bit nostalgic about them um, and a bit sort of special in, in that kind of way. And I think the fact that she's, you know, obviously got such a good use of sort of sensuality and, and colour and they're hand tinted, aren't they? Yeah, they're made, they're like little treasures, all of them. And they're, they're, yeah. I'd love one. I'd love one of mine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, nice. Um, and then finally, do you have a cherry on the cake of your top three? <laughs> I just think this one is completely joyous. Um, it's Lot 123 uh, by Alan Fears and it's called Free Your Mind and Your Hair Will Follow. Um, and I just looked at it and I sort of imagined me standing on a hill with the wind <laughs> blowing. <laughs> I just think it's really, um, yeah, I just find it really absorbing. And again, it's sort of nut stuff that I'd like on my wall and would cheer me up. And I think it's, yeah I just love it the colours are so good the, the blue and green and the yeah the red I love it Alan Alan has been a good friend to art on a postcard for many years um and has uh generously given over a lot of postcards to the cause and they're always fun they're always kind of bold colours super exciting they feel kind of camp in a really fab way mm-hmm. um so I'm really glad that someone managed to fit in an Alan Fears into their top three the four that he's done they're all just yeah amazing but I think this one really absorbed me and yeah I got into the picture yeah nice nice okay great so lot one two three free your mind your hair will follow <laughs> such a good name um <laughs> by Alan Fears fab so Sandra we have a uh, top three selects from yourself uh do you want to talk us through them yeah so this first one is lot 178 by Ellen Akimoto based on a cartoon pedestal. And when this came in, I just absolutely loved the colors of it, the way that it goes from, you know, pink at the top to dark and then to kind of pink light again and how it's a similar gradation in the vase, but then completely different colors. And I love the flatness of the image as well, how she's, you know, playing with perspective. It's something that she does quite a lot in in her work and, giving us that flatness and it makes you think like you're looking into a window or into something else when you're looking at the vase because it doesn't have that typical roundness that you think it's going to have and when I look at it I, I feel like I can see you know a mountain range or a forest or the 
which is just so magical and mystical. It feels like I'm soaring over the top. Um, so like the beginning of a movie panning across or something like that. But it's still so fun and joyous with the light colors as well, with that little bit of dark in the middle. So the painting you can look at for ages and, and still feel completely immersed in it. So yeah, definitely. I think what you say about, um, you know, the dimensions is ex that's, I, I wasn't able to like formulate why I found it aesthetically pleasing, but I think that's exactly what it is. And I know that she uses a lot of um, 3D, like sort of digital collaging in her work. So I guess that makes total sense. You know, this the stool at the bottom, it kind of re reads as a stool, like she's gone slightly for the three dimensions with like, you know, the front of the, um, the base, but then it doesn't have legs on the other side and it's not quite sitting at the right angle and things. So it kind of, it does kind of walk the way you look at it. Um, yeah, great. Really interesting. Going to look out for Ellen Akimoto, check out some more of her work. So then secondly, Sandra. Yes, this is lot 375, Leslie Oldacre, City Lights 1. Um, and it's, it's quite similar to lot 376 by her as well, which is a landscape uh, kind of version of this. And this is kind of like what Nancy was saying. This is something I think I would have on, on my wall. Um, it's just, I love the way that you can completely just tell that this is a city um, and that you're in the middle of a crowd, all the colors are blurring together. You know, you can imagine the lights hanging down from the top, you know, maybe you're on Oxford Street and it's about to be Christmas time and they've got all the lights set up or anything like that. It, it also gives me the feeling of being in Paris as, as well. I, I don't know, I got such a strong sense of, you know, walking around in the evening in Paris, that idea of being you know, a flutter. Um, so I just really, really love that aspect and anything with gold in it really <laughs> uh, I like it, it just that shiny aspect really draws my eye every single time um and that that kind of just blurring into the background and you can just hear the hustle and bustle of a city and I never I never really felt like a city person but looking at a, a work like this it just makes me think like oh it's really cool to live in a city. And I really like that feeling of being in, in a city and being surrounded by people, so. Yeah, that's so, that's so interesting. I, I really love, you know, just how immersive, like, you know, you found this piece. And also I think that um, as with a lot of the artists that we have involved, you know, they're, they're really creating like smaller replicas of the work that they usually make. And Leslie Oldeker, she, this is the sort of work that she makes on a much bigger scale. So you really are getting a sense of really what her work is about, that sort of um, urban facelessness kind of um, hustle and bustle type feeling. I really love that this is for you resonating very specifically as Paris. I guess I, I, I can't place what that is, but I kind of know what you mean. Um, perhaps it's in the sort of the regalness of the gold or um, <laughs> I don't know. But yeah, I really like that. Great, and then I'm, so your final pick, um, I'm really fascinated to see your take on this and to hear kind of, you know, everyone's take on this, just because, um, yeah, it's got an interesting title. So Sandra, will you introduce it? Yes, so this is Lot 447 by Magnus Gion, Our Fragile Past. Um, and when this came in, I just immediately, fell in love with it. This is probably the, the piece that I would want to bid on, uh, mostly because it ties in so strongly to my art historical background. So this is the kind of 
thing that I studied. I wrote my undergraduate dissertation on paintings within paintings and paintings of galleries. So when I saw this, it just completely, you know, took me back to that. Yeah. Um, I really like paintings with lots of stuff in them, which is, I think, why I like the paintings within paintings. So being able to look at a painting and see so many little details in it mm-hmm. um, and that kind of thing. And I just love that it has bubble wrap <laughs> on the top. Uh, and when it first came in, I almost thought it was real bubble wrap. I, I was looking to unwrap the rest of, of the work and the fact that it's just obviously a part of the work and completely overlaid, uh, I think is such a cool artwork to, to have. Um, mm-hmm. And it, it gives you the idea of, you know, an artwork being transported. It almost takes you out of just looking at the artwork and thinking of the journey of an artwork. You know, is it traveling between museums and galleries and how art needs to be packaged and sent off to different things and protected by things like that. So it just, it reminds you of so much about the the background of, of art rather than just the viewing experience. Mm. And it really makes you want to pop bubble <laughs> wrap as well, which I think goes back to the, that childhood feeling of doing that as well. So. Yeah, that's incredible. I didn't realize that, that was your dissertation um, topic. And I think it's so cool that we get sort of layers upon layers upon layers. You know, it's like, like you said, it's sort of the bubble wrap is in the foreground and then we move to the people and then beyond them is the sort of external world outside um, in the background um, of this very busy composition. I wondered like, do you think, do you think that maybe it's just because of the sort of time that we had the sort of past year, but you know, the, the title, Our Fragile Past, I was wondering if there was some kind of like political angle involved. I, I wondered that. I wondered, you know, because some are, some, uh, what, with uh, statues being pulled down and mm. uh, I mean, you know, a lot of them should be, but, and uh, a lot of paintings being taken down because, they offend us these days and mm-hmm. I thought maybe, yeah there, there could yeah. be something in there. especially in art galleries and museums that's where it kind of you know yeah uh, I'm sort of re- representing the past yeah yeah and the bubble wrap sort of um preserving like the sort of fragility of the of like what's gone before I, I felt like there was something you know to, to be read into that which I think yeah. is pretty awesome um great I have a few picks <laughs> um So my number one, my first pick uh, that I chose um, was Kate Sherman's Birch Dusk 2, um, Lot 391. Kate Sherman has done it in the past um, and her pieces are always, you know, as I've mentioned before, what she does on a bigger scale, on a smaller scale. So they're always taken from photographs from, you know, her walking through the woods. They always kind of evoke a strange sense of transience and memory and feel sort of nightmarish at the same time it's like quite sort of soothing they seem to be uh, painted from uh, that kind of headspace I get a sense that I'm looking at a painting of a blurred image of a memory which is a, you know a strange multi-layering of images so yeah I love this I love this piece um, by Kate Sherman but again, this was such a hard thing to do and choose because they were all, so all of them, have, you know, are fantastic. The second pick was Catherine Repco and um, Sisters at the Table. Catherine is great at telling us a story. And again, this sort of evokes memory as well. Maybe I'm just in that kind of space at the minute where I'm thinking back a lot. But um, I think, you know, the facelessness of her images in these, in these sort of domestic settings 
they could kind of be anybody's memories and you know they can they tell about you know relationships between myself and my own family members and this is obviously it feels like sort of is it after dinner and mum's just cleared up the table and you're sort of having an argument with your sister opposite you or is 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 it you know mum's arranging the table while you're playing a game you're about to play a hand clapping game I don't know but you know you can kind of pick up on uh the sort of different angles of the different relationships and um yeah think about your own family which I really love next is something completely different my final one was um this is not enough by Larissa de Jesus Negron and I just think there's something really arresting about it as I'm looking through the cards as I said it was like super difficult to pick three um and so I just thought I'm just going to go with the one that you know I kind of want to go back and look at in within all the others um and I think she's a super young artist she's very exciting she's like a sort of New York based you know in her 20s very vibrant and sort of quite nightmarish as well the other one that she did for us is like genuinely terrifying um <laughs> uh the person sort of snarling um and uh yeah I just think that all of her works are quite sort of dark which I quite like and you know quite a good sort of um flip to work you know quite warm work that someone like Catherine Repco makes I think they're sort of two women making two very different have, that have two very different takes and approaches to portraiture um which I just quite quite like so Yes, that is my top three. <laughs> I also want to give an honourable mention to Gabrielle K. Brown's Movers of Mountains Take the Seats, just because I think it's a really fantastical and surreal image that um, I think this is one that I would like on my wall if we're going down that route. Um, so great. Thanks so much for sharing your three images, everyone. It's an exciting time. We're obviously at the start of our um, auction now. So let's see how these cards how these cards will do um and yeah thank you very much to all the artists if anyone's listening <laughs> yeah no thank you to all the artists god uh, they they completely make it i mean if it was another kind of it's it, it's just a, absolutely because of the generosity of the artist community that we're able to do this they're amazing people that you know and i know they all get asked a lot as well so you know it's become a thing hasn't it these art benefit auctions so um i'm very grateful we all are very grateful to um, all of the artists. Yeah. And I think just looking at all the works, you know, that we've discussed today and, you know, there was, as we've all said, there, it was hard to choose and there's so many. It's, um, it, it's incredible how much the artists will put in so much work. They won't just sort of do a scribble and send it over. Um, you know, in general, they will really spend time and really put, I, I imagine, a lot of hours into these cards completely just because they either really enjoy the art and the postcard as a project or because they're just feeling generous that month. Well, Peter Lazell, he says that he uh, puts as much effort into his art and a postcard, much effort and pride into his art and the postcard pieces as he would do to any gallery piece. I know that's the same with Mick Rooney and Peter Messer as well. Mm -hmm. You look at I mean they're just uh, you know that's just I mean I, I know that because they've told me that but you can see that everyone else probably you know there's so many there's so many paintings that, that are you know as as involved yeah yeah definitely absolutely and it shows because what we have here is like an incredible auction so yeah nice to see you all for the second nice time to see your lovely face <laughs>
<laughs> have a lovely evening everyone and i'll see you tomorrow morning on zoom at nine <laughs> bye, bye. Thanks so much for listening. We have some exciting changes coming up at Art and a Postcard and for the podcast too. So keep your ears peeled for the next series and keep up to date with all things Art on a Postcard at Art on a Postcard. You can sign up for our newsletter on our website www.artonapostcard.com and to check out any of the works mentioned in today's auction, you know where to go, artonapostcard.com. Take care. <laughs>